0: And welcome to a mini episode of the Ostrich Technique podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ananth.
1: And I'm your other host, Chris.
0: Yeah, so Chris, today, you know you know, I've discussed this, but for our listeners, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode, kind of in the vein of our Across the Spider Verse episode and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 episode. We did recently see the Marvels. The Marvels was in theaters, and we wanted to talk about that just briefly. I mean, I don't think you and I had a ton of thoughts on it overall, Chris, which is why, actually, this one's going to be a slightly different mini-episode than usual, where we're actually going to talk a little bit more about the state of Marvel overall, and I think how the Marvels really encapsulates some of the thoughts that we have about the overall state of Marvel. uh, Yeah, Chris, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on this mini-episode before we jump jump right into it?
1: No, let's jump right into it.
0: Yeah, so... Of course, the Marvels was directed by Nia DaCosta and stars Brie Larson, Vellani, Teona Paris, and Samuel L. Jackson. And this is the third movie, the third MCU movie this year. And I mean, coming into this movie, I don't think there was a ton of hype across the general fan base. I mean, no, I wasn't particularly hyped for this, Chris. I don't know about you. I, nope. I, I assume it was the same, right? No hype at all. No hype at all. And I mean, it definitely seems to have been showing in the box office, which has not been particularly positive, which is kind of a shame. I mean, especially considering four years ago with Endgame, one of the highest grossing, if not the highest grossing movie of all time for a little bit. And now it's this, this movie's actually going to make a loss. It might be the first MCU movie ever to make a loss, right? Chris
1: I mean, I haven't checked the numbers, but yeah, I would not be surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Chris, why don't you briefly give your thoughts on this one? I I know we didn't want to spend too much time on this because we did want to spend more time talking about the MC postmortem.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I wasn't really a big fan, Mm. but I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, It wasn't really anything special in my opinion. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the post credit was big but that's it's pretty much it yeah yeah i don't i don't know those are just some quick thoughts
0: yeah i mean i think i overall i think i overall share your sentiments there like it wasn't like a mind blowing movie here i mean definitely guardians 3 was the highlight of the mcu mm-hmm. this year movie wise of course there was also loki in terms of tv which was quite good but this show was this movie was There were definite elements of fun to it, which I think honestly, the bar being lowered in terms of reviews, I didn't expect too much from the story going in. I mean, it had like a 60 something on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's still hovering around there. I think that's where it ended up landing. But uh, you know, it was fun for what it was. It was, I enjoyed the chemistry, I think, between the three main leads between Brie, Iman, and Tayona. No, you and I discussed this once we came out of the movie and we saw it together was that iman Vellani for me was definitely the highlight of it and i mm-hmm. think this sort of infectious and joyful energy that she brought to it definitely made things more interesting and yeah. there was definitely there were hints of like you know complexity to this this, this stuff that she was having to deal with because uh, of course she was dealing with pretty small stakes in the miss marvel show overall and seeing you know the much more planetary stakes that were that on that were threatening, you know, people like the scrolls, like that whole sequence where they had to save the scrolls and she had to sort of come to terms with you can't really save everyone. And then the character progression of her, you know, having to make the tough choice on Aladna and taking Bree out of it was, you know, it was interesting to see that, but you know, it was it all happened a bit too quick for me. I feel like we didn't get enough time to sort of soak with these characters. And I think one of the key points that really stuck out to me was the, the sequence where they were doing the sort of memory going back bit. Yeah. And, you know, you get bits of this complexity where you see Teona Paris with rather Monica Rambeau with her mom, Maria Rambo and how she wanted, she wanted captain, Captain Marvel to be there. And Captain Marvel actually did come to visit, but she never came to give Monica her support. And there was something interesting there, but the movie doesn't really spend time on it. And it really just sort of like, oh, I'm really sorry. I should have been there for you and I wasn't. And they really sort of just move on from it a bit too quickly and don't give time to really marinate with these characters, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know, a lot of these character moments are not really there. Or yeah. like at least the, the ones that, like you said, have these interesting dynamics or relationships they don't really spend too much time on. I mean, obviously uh, Kamala's family—they still have that dynamic coming from the Miss Marks yes. show, which you know I was not the biggest fan of of the show, but mm-hmm. thought that that translated very well to the movie itself. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. Otherwise, like there was a good, an interesting dynamic between Carol and Monica that they kind of just was like, like you said, "Hey, I wasn't there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm here now. Like, can we reconcile?"
0: yeah exactly yeah i mean beyond that the villain was also pretty forgettable overall yes, like i yeah, think they could have i mean we could have talked there was definitely like a nugget of something interesting there like darben trying to save her people but never really materialized into anything more which was kind of a shame uh, just because you know i'm sure that zowie ashton's a great actress and could have given a lot more and uh, the score also nothing to write home about i think pretty generic score overall. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I guess any final thoughts here, Chris, and I guess we can just jump right. Because I think, you know, coming out of this movie, we really felt that this sort of encapsulates a lot of the sort of problems that the MCU has been having overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I guess before we jump into that, was there any final bits you wanted to talk here about the Marvels?
1: The only final bit is that uh, I feel like it's just getting very sort of repetitive or even lazy, that mm. they have the whole villain of oh like i'm going to do something that puts the entire world or like galaxy you know at risk and it's like yeah. i don't know this just keeps happening where it's like can we maybe have villains or some sort of danger that's not like this level of a threat where you know, you know we have the marvels with this where like all the we have another multiverse sort of thing same thing with mm-hmm. like quantum mania same thing with like love and thunder it's just yeah. a lot of hey there's these wide threats. you know we might lose everything where it's like let's maybe make it a smaller <laughs> smaller level of threat here
0: yeah yeah no I, I i think i agree with that like i mean maybe like ant-man for example with the first movie where it was very much like a personal thing between his family against yellow jacket mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm I think it's a very valid point, like definitely, you know, scaling the stakes rather than it just having be a sort of a a universe or world ending thread every time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think all very well taken points there, Chris. And yeah, I I guess jumping back to what I was mentioning just right before was I think Chris, you and I agreed that this movie really highlighted, I think, a bunch of problems with the MCU formula or like the MCU sort of approach overall recently, at least And I think that you and I sort of hit on, you know, some of these points in just our discussion here. And the way that we've sort of decided to structure this is that you and I have each come up with three different things that we feel that Marvel has sort of been struggling with. And, you know, I'll start right away. mentioned this right before was... Uh, this movie really sort of glossed over a lot of the character moments. And I think especially us starting this podcast and going through phase one when we did has been kind of interesting just to sort of see their Marvel approach in those first few movies. I mean, obviously we haven't seen the Avengers yet, but the first five movies or so, and now seeing how Marvel's approaching their characters now, for me, the shift away from focusing on characters and instead focusing on the overarching story has really been a big problem for me uh you know one of the reasons that all of all of us really got invested in all these characters was because they were focused on the characters and they there wasn't really as much there there were little nuggets here and there of course overall that things were leading to the avengers but that was not really the primary sort of narrative or the directive that they were going obviously that was sort of underlying there and people that were looking for that stuff and new to look for that stuff new oh okay they are leading towards the avengers but the focus was always primarily on the characters which is why come to endgame we were so invested in say tony and steve and thor and loki and all of the different characters because they were such a focus on those characters and you know even before before phase four and five the movies in the MCU, which were more focused on the overarching story and really trying to pull that connective tissue, and like think of Iron Man Two, for example, or Avengers: Age of Ultron, which really had we're really trying to force like, oh man, we're really leading to something bigger. There's like something big coming here. I think that those were always the weaker movies within the MCU for sure. And I think that that's one of the biggest complaints for me overall with the new MCU. I don't know if you have any additional thoughts on that, Chris.
1: Yeah, well, actually, one of my points kind of builds off, of, or is tangentially related to that with the characters, mm-hmm. um, in that yeah, there's been a shift to newer characters, which is understandable, like, obviously, in reality, the actors, you know, feel like they need to move on, or the contracts, you know, are up, and the MCU needs to just shift to newer characters and have newer faces of of these franchises or of the MCU in general. I think that's been a big miss. Um, you know, we've heard of the transition of the big three of Iron Man, Cap and Thor to what was supposed to be like Spider-Man what was it doctor strange uh, or like black Panther and Captain Marvel. Some, some combination of those three. Yeah. Um, I really do think they really fumbled that. I feel like a lot of it is we, haven't really had some sort of investment in these characters like we did with the you know the big three or like just the original six yeah um, yeah definitely particularly you know characters like captain marvel where there's just been a it's been very divisive um Yum. i think that's been a huge issue is there them transit this transition and then them them moving forward with this roster of characters which people or fans may not be fully invested in as they were with you know the original six Avengers or or so
0: yeah yeah no, I think that's a really good point point. and not being invested in them I think a large part of it is the point that I was just making is that they've not really taken the time to invest in these characters like we we don't really get those sort of slower moments that, I mean, we've been talking a lot about this with some of the phase one movies so far that the moments that like with Tony and Pepper, for example, like those aren't necessarily moments that are pushing the story forward, but just the human interaction between the two of them was really sort of the heart and soul of the movie. Even like Peggy and Steve, like when they're sitting in that bar from Captain America after Bucky is dead, doesn't really progress the story forward, but like that, just sort of that moment to breathe and to get a sense of, oh man, this is how Steve really feels. And I can connect with him in this moment because I understand what it's like to lose someone, or I can understand that sort of emotion that he's going through. Like you don't get that, those sorts of moments anymore. Like, I mean, look at again, the Marvels where Monica Rambo and, uh, and Captain Marvel are sort of, I guess in the earlier MCU, they would maybe give that moment, that movie a second to breathe and just sort of for them to sit in it and maybe reflect on what's going what's happening to them and why that's happening to them. And we just don't get that anymore. Hmm. But yeah, I think both of our points there really sort of connect well there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any other points that you'd like to add there? And we can sort of move into the second point that we have or that I have at least. Or uh, Well, my, my second point also kind of connects to something
1: you said earlier about the connective tissue. I feel that there's been just a lack of apparent connective tissue between Yum. projects. I do think, you know, they do layer it in. So there's it's still there, but it's not very apparent, especially to the casual viewer. Very organically, in like the earlier phases, certain characters or certain references pop up in different movies um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that refer to other franchises, whereas right. now it's it's very much separate for like at least it's not very it's very very subtle like too subtle uh or i don't know like for instance having valkyrie pop up in uh, uh captain marvel like feel like it really could have been anybody whereas you know they're just trying to plug in these people just to make you know make the viewer aware like oh hey we're still you know part of this larger universe it right. doesn't really feel as organic uh And I think this will lead to your point where it's that lack of connective tissue is definitely, you know, not, it's definitely lacking that connective tissue. And the only real connective tissue I feel is if you have to watch, like, certain shows or, or whatnot, where you just have to do a ton of watching of other material for you to feel like, okay, this stuff kind of all meshes together. And sometimes that can just be, like, overload.
0: Right. Yeah not really good point the the idea that there's not really been sort of connective tissue between these projects uh it's interesting because they're really they're really trying to push the idea that oh man it's really all connected and i think the organic nature of it definitely has not been there i totally agree with your point there and i think part of what that does is without creating those sort of explicit connections or connections that make sense or feel like they make sense, makes it feel like you have to watch everything, which wasn't really an issue beforehand with, you know, the the mm-hmm. MCU where you could feel like you could watch maybe one thing here or there. Like, I mean, think of, you know, my sister, for example, like my sister hasn't necessarily seen she, I think, enjoys the MCU. She enjoys parts of it, but she's definitely not seen every movie like you or I have, for example, or like every TV show, but she could go into an Avengers movie and still understand what was going on. Or she could go into like a Black Panther randomly or like any point was a valid entry point for an MCU watcher or like a very casual watcher of the MCU. And they didn't really feel like they were missing out on things per se. I mean, sure, they might miss out on some of the nuance here and there, like, or there might be a reference to something from another movie they might not fully understand, but it never took away from the story versus I think here, there are things that like they try and make it seem as though, oh, you're like not in the know if you don't know what X, Y, and Z is, but on the same time, at the same time, it doesn't really connect with some of the other stories that they've really been telling. And I mean, you sort of, I guess you mentioned my sort of second point there a little bit was that. And I think that really also leads into what was happening in the Marvels was that there was I think a little bit too much homework for the casual viewer here.
1: Yeah, you had to watch two shows to and a movie to know who these characters were.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm. I think that they did some to some level like kinda got who Miss Marvel was and like her family relationship was. But I think definitely like people were coming in saying, Who is this Miss Marvel character? Who is Tayona Paris? Who is Monica Rambo? Like no one knew who they really were unless you saw Wandavision or Miss Marvel. And I mean, to be fair, you can watch I mean a lot of original movies and especially some of the newer MCU movies introduce characters that had not been in any prior property and the movie takes time to explain it. But The idea of this movie, at least in my how I saw the movie and how I perceived it was it didn't seem like they really spent as much time to, you know, sort of flesh out these characters as much like they sort of really jump right into them. You get, I think, really the bare bones to understand them, but definitely you wouldn't be as invested in them if you hadn't seen their shows. yeah, for sure. And Not to like just not like just like sort of a top level of of sort of understanding. This is, I think, a much like a deeper understanding of those characters you really were missing out on if you did not watch those shows. Not like just some sort of like Easter egg from another show that you could have skipped or not seen. So I think the idea that there's just too much homework while simultaneously just some of the stuff does not feel essential, like at the same time. Yeah want to watch miss marvel to understand kamala's character and her family's story and all of that the connection that they have and why she feels so close to them at the same time her show quite frankly does not feel like it connects with the rest of the MCU, which is not a bad thing but they've been touting the mcu that oh everything's connected this is all critical to understand what's going on here and really the only connective tissue is that she's important because she's going to show up in the marvels as opposed to marvel trying to make it seem that oh she's important because she's connecting with this overall grand story of the multiverse saga and for you and i because we watch all this stuff we understand the sort of connective tissue and we can sort of look back on and say okay maybe this wasn't as important versus something else but for the casual viewer like guess i'm using my sister again as a proxy there's no way that she would know that okay this is not important for me to watch or this is really important for me to watch other than me telling her that because obviously mm-hmm. i'm much more in this mythology and the sort of the lore of all of it than she is yep that's all fair points yeah yeah do you have anything else to add to that chris
1: no i i think our points so far have kind of gone hand in hand with each other yeah, and I think your final point also kind of we've alluded to, and I think also lent itself well to this conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd like to to bring that up now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sort of jump in the lead there. But For me, I think it's not really as connected to all of these points here. I think part of it kind of is. But, you know, the, there's just been there's been a lot of MCU projects that have come out since phase three ended i mean thinking back to i mean from 2019 to 2023 i can't even count how many projects there's has been. I, I think like yeah too many that's that's the number there's been too many projects and i think that's really the main that's the last point that i have here that there's really just been too much and it's been way too fast and that also has added to the point that like viewers just can't keep up with all of this stuff And frankly, viewers don't want to keep up with all of the level of stuff here just because there's just been not everything has been important to watch. It doesn't feel like everything is leading up to something important. And it kind of leads to your point, Chris, also that it's the the MCU has suffered for it. Like the MCU has suffered for it in terms of viewership and engagement and suffered in terms of the quality of the output that's been coming out from these Mm -hmm. projects overall. I think it's safe to say that people. I mean, whether obviously people can enjoy these movies to varying degrees, but I think people would agree that the quality of the movies has definitely not been to the level that it was before Endgame and Infinity War, for sure.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, and I, you know, all these reports about the different visual effects artists, you know, coming Mm -hmm. out and saying how toxic of an environment it is, and how they're being grinded with last minute changes and how Marvel is Yum. heavily relying on visual effects and CGI rather than the practical effects that they had in the earlier phases which has led to my point of there's just been so much CGI and Marvel's become too reliant on it and because there's just such a push for hey we want to be flexible let's just film this on a green screen and then when we figure out in the editing room how we want to chop this up then we'll do last minute changes when you have just that scaled on a huge magnitude of several projects coming out all within the span of like a year or whatever Mm -hmm. the, the quality suffers so much and the cgi is just not up to to par especially when you look at the early like iron man for instance like yeah, there were some practical effects, but there were definitely some CGI with that suit, and it still looked flawless. Yeah, and absolutely. You, and now you look at something like Quantum Mania, where the CGI is just horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. Oh. Um and like even like the Black Panther movies, like especially like the third act of the first Black Panther, mm-hmm. that final fight with Killmonger and Black Panther, just another CGI rhinos. It, the CGI has just been such low quality for what we've seen previous movies and it's just a bit ironic given how the technology has been getting better like over the years and yet marvel's output of this product has just decreased over the years and it's a function of yeah like you said just too much way too fast which is causing these visual effects artists to really really just rush and not put out the best quality and they know it and yeah. You know they're kind of in a between a rock and hard place in this situation
0: yeah absolutely i mean you hit on that point really well it's definitely not the visual effects artist's fault it's like i mean we know that these visual effects artists are capable of just some extraordinary visual effects from movies when they have the time and they have the they have the bandwidth to be able to, you know, create incredible visual effects. Like honestly, even Endgame, for example, like I know yeah. end game, they were working on that movie for over two years, two, three years, and even infinity war. And it shows like the visual effects on it are honestly very good. The effects on Thanos in particular, Thanos, are yeah. some of the best, some of the best visual effects on a fully CG generated character ever. Uh, and really does show that they've done a lot of good work in, when they're given the time and can put in the effort into that versus quantum mania which you can tell was rushed and there's been reports on the fact that it was very rushed project and they just weren't able to finish the cg that was in that movie and uh, yeah i mean the c the cg has just been very disappointing and um you know i think we've really been sort of giving our sort of thoughts on on the things that have been wrong with the mcu i didn't want to i don't want to end on this episode being such a dour note overall, because I do think that there are signs that the MCU recognizes these issues and it's not just sort of sticking its head in the sand like an ostrich, but um, they do want to make things better. I think that they've definitely been making productive steps, at least from what we've been reading in the news and the trades about this. So like in terms of too much homework, and not everything feeling essential i'm not saying everything has to feel essential for sure i think that part of it is that don't sell the audience that everything is essential when it really isn't like thinking of when they like early phase four when we were getting like oh this is going to be the multiverse saga and i remember that whole thing of oh yeah this the first three multiverse saga is really going to be Wanda it's going to be wandavision and I think Doctor Strange and there was, like, one other, like, Probably. Spider-Man No Way Home. No, it was Spider-Man No Way Home. That was a three. Okay. It was like, oh, they're going to have, like, this sort of, like, connective tissue between all three of them. Because, like, Wanda's connected to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange <laughs> is connected to Spider-Man. And this is going to be, like, a big thing to, like, set up the multiverse saga. And they really weren't all that connected. I mean, they were, they were good properties to varying degrees in their own right. But they really didn't connect with one another, no. you know? But... Uh, but- I mean, part of that is that, again, they were sold as all being connected and being all relevant to the overarching story. And I think Marvel is fixing that now a little bit with the idea of the Marvel Spotlight brand, which they just introduced with the trailer for Echo, uh, which I think we briefly talked about this, Chris, separately, right? Where this is going to be more street level stories, which don't Mm -hmm. necessarily connect to the broader MCU, but it is still within the MCU. Yeah. Which I'm perfectly happy with that like make smaller level that speaks to your point also of like not having like massive like universe ending or world ending or galaxy ending stakes like this can be like just a small level street level story and that's what apparently spotlight's going to do which i'm all for like let's let's see more of those
1: yeah they recognize the
0: fatigue and
1: you know moving forward they're committed to putting out less projects per year like next year Mm -hmm. it's going to only be Deadpool 3 in terms of films yep. um, which I think will help as well allowing you know viewers to kind of digest the material a little bit more get a little breathing room and also mm-hmm. you know, for the workers themselves like we mentioned like give them more time to focus on certain properties or certain projects you know put it on yeah. greater effort so it comes out
0: as better product absolutely yeah I mean I think having you know the time not even just to work on all of the visual effects that they have. Because I I mean, back in 2025, they're going to have a full slate again. But also I think giving time for Marvel as like the production side of it internally just sort of refocus and recalibrate and think about the best way to sort of move forward. And whether that means a little bit more time focusing on the scripts or whether that means more time to work on the CGI or both, honestly, I think that hopefully the extra time should help with that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I I mean, I think now also the, I know we were talking about the too much, too fast thing. Another thing that I know we saw was the whole report that came out from, I forget who it was, whether it was variety or the Hollywood reporter about their, their focus on TV being more like movies. And that was sort of to expedite Mm -hmm. the production cycle just because they're familiar with how to make movies and they were trying to, you know, upend the way that they made TVs. And obviously a lot of their TV shows did not work, unfortunately, in terms of resonance with the audience. And the, even on that front, they're shifting the approach and making it more like a traditional TV format where they're going to have a proper showrunner who's going to oversee the entire you know, production of the television show and writing of the show and make sure that it's consistent. Because that, I think, speaks to your point, Chris, where the writing of the shows haven't been as consistent as they could have been and the characters haven't been developed as much overall and hopefully having a showrunner can also you know lend back into blend back into the tv shows where you have like one person's like with the bible of like this is the character this is how i envision them and that can sort of connect back into the movies yeah for sure uh, but yeah i think there's definite reasons to be hopeful that the mcu can you know sort of course correct obviously it needs to earn back the trust and respect of the fans. But I think, you know, hopefully, let's see how Deadpool 3 shakes out. But hopefully, they can, you know, course correct and get back on track. And we can get back to, you know, really praising these movies like we have been, at least with some of these early ones so far. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But any final points here, Chris, before we wrap up? No, I think we covered some good ground. Yeah. Today's episode. Definitely. Yeah. Pretty tight, tight episode. And yeah, of course, if. You know, guess th- just our usual housekeeping stuff here. Of course, if you like this episode, please be sure to uh, like and to comment, to comment on it or to subscribe to our podcast. Of course, leave us a rating on any of your podcasting platforms of choice, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you have any questions, of course, please do reach out to us if you want to, you know, continue the conversation. Uh, we are ostrichtechnique at com And yeah i mean for from chris and myself thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on the next episode which will be the avengers talk to you guys soon bye thanks